0: Grave
1: Plot welcome, everybody!
0: Hi, everybody!
1: <laughs> to episode one hundred and fourteen of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror, and uh, welcome back to the show, all you crazy cats and, and
2: dogs <laughs> living <yeah>. together. <laughs> Mass hysteria.
1: Um. So we're back again.
2: Yep. Uh, <laughs> As we do. This is a, uh, a Patreon Picks episode. Yes, it is. So once we get to our, our uh, movie reviews later in the show, we're going to have two movies chosen by our Patreon patrons. Tony, who are our Patreon patrons? Um, those lovely guys and gals are
1: Kevin Nosgoda, Jordan Morrison, Kevin Trent, Joshua Hodges, Carlos Rodella, The Horror Addicts, Max Alesky, and Aaron Meyer. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, It's uh, very helpful that you help us. (laughs) Um, You're so articulate today. I am. I'm a cunning linguist. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, Cool. So uh, if anybody else would like to help out the show, um, any little bit
2: helps... Uh, taylor where can they head they can head over to patreon.com slash graveplot podcast for as little as one dollar you can enjoy such perks as our monthly video reviews the chance to pick uh episodes such as this one uh and and more (laughs) and others (laughs)
1: and And for uh, more
2: more money you get more things yeah and go ahead do your thing i don't know i didn't think i had
1: but uh Taylor
2: said he'd get a tattoo of something a fat unicorn on my butt right if you guys pledge a hundred dollars one you, person one person has to pledge a hundred dollars yeah,
1: and you only have to do it once it's not
2: collective. <laughs> what if we actually hit a hundred dollars are you
1: are you are you safeguarding yourself?
2: It's got to be one person one person has to do it, it's, it...
1: I mean if we got a hundred dollars worth of uh patrons, or patrons, that'd be pretty
2: awesome. That way it would. <laughs> I mean Not awesome enough to get a fat unicorn tattooed on my ass, but Well, we'll talk about it. I'll talk him into it, guys. Uh how you doing, Taylor? Uh, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a little hungover. Yeah, well, that'll happen. That will happen. What are you doing? Went to three to one battle. Mm-hmm. And like everybody was like, Oh, hey, let me get you a beer for buying the tickets. And I was like, You paid me back for the tickets. Like all I did was just go online and click a button. Like this is just just let me buy you a beer. Yeah, that's well, I mean, that was my internal monologue. Outside cool. I went, yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'll take a beer. Um What's uh, going on there? cool. Anything else new?
2: Hmm, nope. Neat. Nothing I can talk about yet. Anyways, I got secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Hella secrets. Uh,
1: yeah, life's not been too thrilling for me. I mean, <laughs> hasn't been a disappointment, but not much else <laughs> going on. Uh, got my my car was in the shop for like the entire week. What happened? Um, well, I mean, you've been in my car. You know, it's had transmission problems like since the day I got it. Like my car was was a rental. Um, before I bought it. And, it, you know, when when rental agencies or, you know, a dealership has a rental car, they only use it for maybe a year. And then they just <laughs> send it off into pasture. Um, so, my car had, like, really low miles on it when I bought it. Uh, and it ran pretty well. But, like, there was just, like, a stutter in the, in the transmission that seemed like it just kind of got worse over time. And then uh, I started having, like... Um, fuel system issues. Anyway, now I changed my spark plugs, and I thought for a minute that took care of it, but then it started up again. Actually, it seems like it seemed like it was worse than before, so, so I was a little worried I fucked something up. But um, no, I took it in. Apparently, there was something wrong with my um, uh, evap purge valve and uh, something wrong with my clutches. They didn't go into specifics, but. It was under warranty, so they replaced it all for free. So, hey, can't beat that, yeah. And they get, but like, the uh, the rental, like, under my warranty, uh, I get a rental if they work on my car. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the only one they had left was this big fucking Lincoln MKX. And it's like, look, that sounds cool, it's like, yeah, I drive a nice Lincoln SUV, yeah. It's like, but I commute to Seattle every day, <laughs> and you know, I could get like in my car. I could commute to work and back on a quarter tank for, for two days. And, um, you know, I can get through most of a week on a tank of gas. After one day of commuting, I was down a quarter of a tank. Like, I had the car six days, and uh, I had to fill up twice. So it's a nice car, but it's a fucking gas guzzler. And yeah, it sounds it, like it. It's like, you know, I got the car for free, but all, basically all they were doing was handing me a bill. Which pissed pissed me off even more because I just filled up my gas tank right before I took my car in. Womp womp. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for me. Uh, Saturday today and last night I started watching Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Yes, yes. Uh, I was live tweeting. Anybody that was following or tweeting along with me, um, that was fun. We're currently watching right now. Right now it's uh, The Legend of Boggy Lake, Boggy Creek. Boggy Creek. Um, I'm not familiar with this one. It's about Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Looks like it's probably as old as my parents. I don't I don't know how he picked these movies. <laughs> I mean, there are some that's just like okay, yeah, I mean, he played Reanimator, um, uh, Tourist uh s- Tourist Trap, Sleepaway Camp, Basket um, Case, Basket Case, Which Demons. I woke up this morning and like you know I said before, it's like I don't really like Basket Case, but I wanted to see Joe Bob do it. Um, I woke up this morning, and I had to watch two of the movies for this, right? Actually, I watched both movies for this show um, this morning. And I turned it on. Basket case is just starting. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. And then I finished the movies, and Reanimator was just ending. (laughs) God damn it. But luckily, anybody who tried to watch this, uh, you may have noticed that it got fucked up for hours. Like, clearly, Shudder was not expecting as many people to watch it as, as there were. So their servers got fucked up and like people were going hours without even want, without watching anything. Um, so in a, in a apology, I guess shutter said that they're going to put all the movies with Joe Bob's commentary up on shutter after this. And, um, they're going to replay the marathon and I think next weekend. So if you missed it the first time, uh, look for it again, and if you have Shutter or want to get Shutter, it's f- six bucks a month. Five. Is it four f- ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's five bucks a month, um, and it got a lot of awesome movies on there. But I mean, they got Joe Bob, and like I looked, you can't find like not easily anyway. You can't find old Monster Vision episodes. So if you want to watch Joe Bob, this mm-hmm. is going to be your best source for it. Yeah, but we're watching
2: it here on mute right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's on He appears to be pointing to where Boggy Creek is, I guess. I
1: I guess. I wish I could watch it with sound, but anyway. Um yeah, it's uh, it's a little past three thirty, so we got about two and a half hours more of this. But anyway. So neat. Neat stuff. Um do you wanna just jump into horbiz? Anything else fascinating to talk about?
2: Um Let's, let's just do horror business oh, Okay <laughs> let's, let's do that
1: You know we're watching Joe Bob on mute And I wish I wish I had Subtitles So we could at least see what, See what he's saying Yep Yep <laughs> You know I was telling you before That when everything was all fucked up It became like instantly clear that this was not a live twenty four hour marathon. Like they were kind of like advertising it was going to be. Joe Bob can't stay up for twenty
2: four hours in a row.
0: (laughs) He's old. I Um,
2: can't even stay up for twenty. I can barely stay up awake for twelve hours. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's got movies. He could go take a power nap. That's
1: true. Of course, he's doing commentary every like fifteen minutes or so. He just cuts to him. He's laying in bed.
2: (laughs) Boggy Creek. He's
1: mm, mm. (laughs) a (laughs) Sasquatch. Just passed out in his chair with a bottle of beer spilled all over Lone Star. (laughs) (laughs) Spilled all over his crotch. Anyway, um, so horror business. Uh, Starting out with some real world horror. Um, So Egypt, crazy place. A lot of mystery and suspense, intrigue, right? And mummies. Yeah. I mean, just ask Brendan Fraser. So many mummies.
2: Or just the one, I guess. There was that new movie that just came out, uh, The Mummy, Calling the littlest uh, Navy SEAL. (laughs) Right.
1: That nobody fucking watched. People Um, who did hated it. Right. It's like, I feel like people just watched it to say that they hated it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's like, I hate that movie. Have you even seen it? No. All right. You know what? I'll show you. (laughs) There. I saw it. Now I hate it. What's up? (laughs) I saw it, and it still sucks. So
1: fuck you. Do something. <laughs> um, but in Egypt, you know, through throughout the pretty much like the late nineteenth century into the early twentieth century, up to, I guess middle mid twentieth century, they're uncovering all these tombs. Um, you know, things that people thought were lost to time, buried under the sand forever, just uncovering all these lost um, tombs and all these lost. Uh, um, sarcophagus, sarcophagi? sarcophagi is it? Is that the plural? I
2: think that is the, the proper term. Yeah. Okay,
1: um, but uh, during an excavation in the city of Alexandria, um, which is in, I believe, northern Egypt, um, oh yeah, <laughs> northern coast of Egypt. There it is. Uh, they were, uh, like I said, it's an excavation site. Um, what they were looking for in particular, I don't know, but. Um they uncovered a, a mysterious giant black sarcophagus buried under the sand. I believe it was in like a a tomb, like it wasn't just buried in the sand. Yeah. Um but um nobody knows who knows who it is or what what's inside. It's just this creepy black s- sarcophagus. Now, if you recall to the Brendan Fraser mummy, Imhotep was buried in a black sarcophagus. Mm, probably him. It's probably Imhotep. I mean, Imhotep was a real guy, so. <laughs> and do they know where he is? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they probably do. It's probably not him. <laughs> <laughs> um, at uh, let's let's do it for the American fans. Seventy-two point eight inches tall and one hundred six feet. Huh?
2: That's only six feet.
1: It's not that massive. No. Yeah, six feet is what, 73? 72. Is it 72 inches? Okay. That would make sense. So six feet tall. But ancient Egyptians were short. I think they've discovered that. Yeah. So maybe by those standards, it is pretty big. Okay. Uh, um, And uh, 104.3 inches long and 65 inches wide. So, I mean, it's not tiny. It's, yeah, not, I mean, that's, it's not enormous.
2: Wait, oh, oh, like, oh, like six feet deep. What? Really? Yeah. And then eight and a half feet long. Fucking Christ. It is massive. There could be like a family
1: buried in there or and entombed fi- over five feet wide. Fucking hell. What the hell could be in there? So many things. Maybe it's like, um, what if it's treasure? Oh my God, it could be treasure. <laughs> maybe it's just like, you know, like how pharaohs and, you know, important people, they're buried in, inside pyramids and use massive tombs. Maybe it's just a guy, maybe it's like the equivalent of buying like a mansion versus buying like a condo for your corpse. Right. Like, you know, when you're rich, you can afford to buy the big, elaborate tomb along with a pretty nice sarcophagus. Maybe when you're not as wealthy, maybe you're kind of just a a local businessman um you just buy the very nice large sarcophagus, sure, and just skip the tomb Could be it's kind of like i mean like you know you buy a house with a yard or you buy a condo without a yard sure <laughs> I'm just making modern day comparisons, and you know i'm a i'm a um I'm a licensed egyptologist.
2: I don't think that's the right word. How do you know? I don't.
1: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> How many times have I told you not to contradict me? <laughs> Give you a smack. Um, so uh, a large alabaster head was discovered in the same tomb. So there was a, a tomb. Okay, yeah. So there was a tomb. Um Experts are assuming it represents whoever's buried in the sarcophagus, though they have not confirmed that yet. I mean, it makes sense, right? Is that what they did? I mean, it seemed like in most tombs, if there was like a an effigy, uh, you know, a statue of some kind, he's usually some kind of god, I would think. Actually, I guess like King Tut, they, would, they had like statues of him and his, his sarcophagus represented him. Right? I think so, yeah. We saw the Tut exhibit together, right? Or mm-hmm. was it something else? We went to the Pacific Science Center together when you 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 and Lynn were here visiting before you moved back. We went to the Pacific Science Center, yeah, and I think it was the King Tut exhibit. Okay, could be. I know I saw that, so I, I just don't know if we did it together. Or... Must have been, because if we both saw it, <laughs> I know I didn't go twice. Um. Yeah. So uh, I'm on Ash Ashmawi from the Egypt Ministry of Antiquities, says that the layer of mortar still intact between the lid and the body of the coffin indicates it hasn't been opened since it was sealed more than 2,000 years ago. That's crazy. That is nuts. But, I mean, I, I guess there's still so much of ancient Egypt that's still left in, you know, it's, it's still lost to time. Like, you know, basically all the records were kept and on, on sides of, you know, inside tombs and, you know, on, on walls written in um, hieroglyphics. Yeah. There weren't, like, written stories left behind. I mean, this is, like, stuff, like, before the time of Christ. So, the the fact that they've managed to put together as much as they have now is, is amazing. So, there's still just so much out there. It, it could be anyone. It could be a, a king that they never knew about,
2: I think, maybe. It could just be, like, full of garbage.
1: It's <laughs> just buried. <him>. A sarcophagus of <laughs> garbage. The no, the largest sarcophagus ever found, just full of fucking garbage.
2: <laughs> just little chicken bones it's and just, shit. It's just an ancient Egyptian dumpster. <laughs> it's a
1: septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the ancient Egyptians, well, actually, I should say the Romans, were the first to uh, create, like, a sewage system in, Egy- in Egypt. So there you go. It's probably a septic tank. <laughs> grave Plot podcast exclusive guys, the big black sarcophagus. Septic, septic tank. tank.
2: It's just full of shit. <laughs> just,
1: just like us.
2: <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this? Um, Are you sh- I mean, it's it's amazing that it's lasted 2000 years and not gotten like grave robbed. Yeah, I mean, that what's apparently like a
1: big problem in Egypt. Right. Um I feel like that's mostly the tombs that have already been unearthed though. True. I mean I f- I figure if this was gonna be like a target of tomb robbing, tomb raiding. Tomb Raiding, <laughs> huh? Laura Croft did it, got it. Got it. Put it, Put it together. Up. Um That guy's just stroking the barrel of a shotgun. Um Yeah, I, I figure if there was gonna be if, when it was gonna be a target was probably when it was fairly new. So uh yeah. Yep. Neat. But what if it what if it's a mummy?
2: Then don't fucking open it.
1: But how are they gonna know? <laughs> x-rays. X-rays, yeah. They could be they could do x-rays. As long as it's made of lead, they can get Superman.
2: Yep. See through it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a much much more logical explanation than X-rays. <laughs> Just get Superman. <laughs> Superman solves all the problems. All right. And he's an immigrant. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Don't tell Donald Trump.
1: He'll want to send him back to Mexico, even though he's not from there.
2: (laughs) All right. Let's talk about something else. Why isn't there a Mexican superman? El hombre de super, super (laughs) so the biggest news in the horror world that everyone's talking about is that MGM has apparently placed on the fast track a reboot of Child's Play. But why? Uh, stick with me. It gets worse. <laughs> oh, good. So the director of Polaroid, which has not come out yet. no, oh, It's always been vetted. Then. Uh, Lars Klevberg is going to be directing. It's going to start filming in uh, this September in Vancouver. Ew. <laughs> Ew, Canada. Ew, that's where Lisa Oviers lives. Eh. <laughs> uh, the good news, if there is any here, is that it's from IT producers David Katzenberg and Seth Graham Smith. I want that to you know instill me with hope, but it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, It's going to be written by Tyler Burton Smith, who wrote Kung Fury 2.
0: What?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who said... Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe... I I swear this has something to do with Halloween. Like, I swear all these these, uh, studios are just like... Hey, I mean... um, Oh, fuck. David Allen... Greer. Greer. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm totally spacing on their names. The guys that wrote The New
2: Halloween. Oh, uh, Danny McBride. Thank you. Danny McBride and David Gordon Green. Gordon Green. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, I swear, like because of the hype built around that, all these studios are just like, hey, we can get comedians to write. or you Funny guys. To write our new scripts.
2: Hey, funny guy. Do something funny.
1: <laughs> um, us just... I mean, we talked before about comedians understanding horror timing, like Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the timing is similar. But just because you know comedy doesn't
2: mean you know horror. True. And have you seen Kung Fury? I haven't seen Kung Fury 2. I have seen the first one. Okay, so... Wait, did he not do Kung Fury 2? It just says he wrote video games and Kung Fury 2. Oh, well, never mind. I haven't seen Kung Fury 2 either. So uh, here's the thing about all this. (laughs) Uh, The rights situation is almost as complicated as the Friday the 13th rights uh, situation. Oh, good. Uh, Universal owns the home entertainment rights. (laughs) And I believe Don Mancini owns the rights to Chucky. Don Mancini, want to (laughs) wrestle? That's why the last couple movies have been Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. And such. No child's play in the title. Right. I think that was
1: similar to um, New Line when they
2: had uh, um, Jason. But not Friday the 13th. Right. Right. Uh, And on top of all that, Don Mancini with Brad Doriff are working on a Child's Play television show. I wonder which one's going to be more successful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mancini says, we're still working on the series and also plan to continue the film franchise with Universal. So there's going to be two competing Child's Play. So you're going to have the original going with, you know, whatever of Chucky. And then you'll have this new Child's Play. Now you're so. probably asking, so this new one is going to be about a new Possessed Doll, right? I'm I'm
1: not really asking anything cuz I don't I don't want to uh, it. the
2: <laughs> contemporary reboot is said to involve a group of kids, think Stranger Things. Hey, that's that's new and and popular and hip. Yeah. And everybody's fucking doing it. And a technologically advanced doll that enters their world. Hmm. Uh and reportedly it's going to be named Chucky. It's probably gonna be like an acronym or something. Oh God! <laughs> Computer humanoid underground cuck killer cuck <laughs> youth. youth. <laughs> oh God! This sounds like such a fucking disaster. This sounds like an episode of Treehouse of Horror when the Krusty doll comes to life. <laughs> you know if I was you're like
1: iRobot yeah as a doll right if if I were Universal or sorry yeah Universal um, or if I was any studio buying the rights to a franchise from any other studio I would buy everything yeah I would buy every single bit of rights that has anything to do with the film So
2: I would own everything. Mm -hmm. So this kind of shit wouldn't happen. Yeah, this is dumb. (laughs) This is so dumb. Especially since Mancini and Universal are going to continue the film franchise. Right. You're going to have two film franchises that are basically the same thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's like, I don't like Universal because of the shit they continue to try to pull over the last decade. Um, But MGM is just fucking up. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's like, you know, they were a hair's breadth from going tits up. And, you know, they were trying to sell off some of their most popular franchise names. Like, they were trying to get rid of James Bond. <laughs> they were trying to get rid of RoboCop. Um, I think they tried to get rid of... Or I mean, like, apparently they did get rid of Child's Play. Um, And now they're coming back, like all guns blazing it's like no we still own child's play we're gonna we're gonna do it this is ours are they
2: doing the new robocop too is that uh you know i don't know
1: i haven't looked into that it's just a mess it is a mess just make your own
2: movie we're not talking about robocop are we i mean it's not no. really horror no but uh what do you think about that i haven't figured out if it's like a halloween situation where it's a sequel to the first movie or if it's a new one in the the franchise. Yeah, it's like they're being intentionally vague. Yeah. It's annoying. <laughs>
1: um it's like you know if if um if it's going to follow the original series and not be another reboot, that's fine. But if they're going to reboot it again, like you know after
2: the one with Joel Kinnaman, that's fucking stupid. I know it's part of the original franchise. I just don't know right. if it where it takes place in the timeline. I know a lot of people are, are going to want Peter Weller back,
1: but I don't think that's a good How idea. How fucking old is he? He's got to be like 70. Yeah. That would not be good. <laughs> he he have you seen him lately? No. He's fucking old. <laughs> like even if you well, put this... him old balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's like even if you put him in the RoboCop getup and put some like thick fucking pancake makeup on him he's still gonna look old yeah he he looked like a fucking skull when he was in his 30s or 40s or however old he was
2: like he's gonna look even worse now just make a live action gizmo duck movie
0: yes oh wait that is robocop
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh have you watched Ducktales? the new one yeah i've seen a handful it's pretty good it's damn good i mean we may have talked about on the show before i don't know but yeah it's like why wouldn't we have I, like
1: fucking <laughs> it, it is us after all killer cast like yeah. the whole cast is awesome um and uh like a lot of humor that's geared towards people our age like jokes that like kids wouldn't get and mm-hmm. i think they have to design cartoon getting way off topic here but <laughs> i think they have to design cartoons that way nowadays so parents don't lose their minds it's like you have yeah to, probably you have to appeal to them a little bit uh I know SpongeBob was always really good at that. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> this is just a
2: bad fucking idea. Yeah, f- everything about this is just awful.
1: I think they're gonna have to wait and see that like nobody's really gonna watch this remake to figure out what a bad idea it is because they're gonna do it anyway. Oh yeah, <sighs> I wish Dan Ma- or Danmon Danmon Dan Mancini Don Mancini would just like. Appeal to MGM and just say, guys,
2: don't. <laughs> You're going to waste so much money and you don't have a lot of it. Well, they apparently approached him about being an EP and he was like, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I don't know. Just don't. <laughs>
1: So, Halloween movie favorite. Uh, Night of the Demons is getting a new documentary. I could have sworn I had one already, but I guess I was wrong. It's going to be called The Party's Just Begun, The Legacy of Night of the Demons. I love the popularity that this movie's gotten lately. Because I feel like it didn't get a lot of love, even from us. Like, when we reviewed it and we talked, like, shit-talked it so hard. Like, listening back to that, I think I've said this before, but listening back to that episode, I'm like, God, why was I so harsh on this movie? I love Night of the Demons. It's like, I really want to redo it. I want to I wanna do another second time around episode, and that, like, I want to redo that one so I can talk about it again
2: and, like, just have a gush fest over it. <laughs> we tend to, like, like movies that we really like, we're like, but there's got to be something wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, like, well, let's we'll talk about the technical aspects. Right.
1: I think it was that was like in our early days where we were, we were like felt like we had to shit talk movies. We, yeah, we felt like we had to be super critical. Right. <laughs> we're not critics. We're fucking stupid. We don't know anything about film. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, but uh, so it's coming from award-winning producer Michael Perez, who did Never Sleep Again, which was the uh Night on Elm Street documentary, uh and Crystal Lake Memories, which is of course the Friday the 13th documentary. Both of those documentaries are amazing.
2: Have you seen either one? I have not seen all of Never Sleep Again because it's like 14 hours (laughs) long. Really fucking long. But I have seen parts of it. Right. And I don't think I've seen Crystal Lake Memories at all. Really? Didn't you get it for me for my birthday or
1: something? For something, yeah. I think. I think it might be on like Amazon. Oh, is it? I think so. I'm not don't don't quote me on that. Um yeah, I think. I sat down and just binge watched it because it's also very long. It's, I think, like two Blu rays. Oh, wow. Maybe I'm wrong. It's very long, though. It's not just a simple, like, two hour documentary. It's, um, but, you know, covers 13, no, 12 films. So, um, anyway. But, so he's got those two documentaries under his belt and they're both awesome. It's, uh, Interesting to me that they picked this movie To make a documentary about Yeah I mean, you know, you've got these Franchises With these legacies Let's Look at this male girl Oh, she follows us on Twitter too Does she? Yeah. Hey <laughs> What a gal um, Anyway um, Yeah, Joe, Joe Bob follows us on Twitter, guys Isn't that awesome? Uh, I lost my train of thought. Be like Joe Bob. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. These two legacy um, horror franchises, and now they want to make Night of the Demons. Because why not? Yeah, I mean, somebody else is making a Halloween one, so. Right. Um, it's going to be directed and produced by Gary Smart, who uh, did More Brains, which was a Return of the Living Dead um documentary he did you're so cool brewster which is making a fright night robo doc which was uh the Robo cop making of and um pennywise the story of it which was is, is it about the remake or the uh i believe
2: it's about the original movie miniseries okay i think
1: Okay, well so i mean this guy knows his documentaries i know uh you're you're so cool brewster is, is pretty good i've never seen more brains um or robo doc um, but uh, You're So Cool is is a fun time plus I love Fright Nights oh, so. yeah I was gonna say <laughs> Um, so uh, the sequels and the remake of Night of the Demons are gonna be covered in the documentary because I mean that answers a question it's like how can you make a documentary to compare with Never Sleep Again and Crystal Lake Memories about one movie <laughs> now Night of the Demons gets progressively worse from sequel to sequel but it's still it's a, you know, it's a cult thing. Yeah. Um, uh, documentary is going to cover each film extensively with interviews from the cast and crew. Uh, also fe- features exclusive behind the scenes footage and photos. This is one party you don't want to be caught dead missing. How about that? I get it. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. Um, so, what you think Are you jazzed? Yeah, sure. I know you don't like Night of the Demons as much as I do. Could be cool. <laughs> I'm pretty hype on this, though. I um, wonder... Because I'm pretty sure Never Sleep Again is on... Or it was on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it still is. Or maybe... Fuck. Yeah, no, it was. You're right. Okay, I thought so. Um, so I wonder what's going to come of this one. Probably ray I assume. Probably. I don't know. I'm just just oral diarrhea right now. Gross. Um, Anyway, you can follow this. It's coming out of your mouth. (laughs) It's boop, boop. Uh, Follow the documentary and its progression uh, at Facebook. It's facebook.com slash party just the party. Sorry, parties just begun doc. That's singular, singular party with an S. So check it out, guys.
2: Joe Bob talking. <laughs> <laughs> the people off screen
1: laughing is just weird to me. I always thought that was hilarious because I mean he did that in Monster Vision and and
2: the uh, Joe Bob's Driving, um, yeah. So speaking of Netflix, uh, they're going to be uh, making the worst mistake of their life and teaming up with Blumhouse. Oh no! For a new horror series called Ghoul. Okay, you know, like little ghouls and you know they run around. It's a little. So, guys, Uh, this is going to be an original series from India, India, India. Uh, It's going to be launched worldwide on Netflix on August 24th. It will consist of an entire whopping three episodes. Oh, boy. Uh, It's going to be star Radhika Apte and Manav Kaul. I love them. They're so so good. good, So good together. (laughs) I have no idea if they've ever acted in the same thing. (laughs) I don't know. Who's who? Like, I don't even know if those are men or women. I have no idea. I mean, I know that's a stupid American thing to say, but I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, you could like you could see, you know, it could say Jamie and you could be like, I don't know if that's a man or a woman. Sure.
1: But it's like, you know, these, uh, in, Angelican, is that the standard name? Or, I mean, is that is that what it means?
2: I don't know what that means. I think you made that word up. I don't know if you take like a like say
1: like a like a Russian name and you convert it to what it means in English you're angelicizing oh. or angel angelicizing I don't know so I don't I don't know whatever doesn't matter doesn't uh, matter I'm a product of product of my uh, culture and
2: upbringing what do you want me to do yep he's dumb I am dumb Uh, Ghoul is about a prisoner who arrives at a remote military interrogation center and turns the tables on his interrogators, exposing their most shameful secrets. You can can fight the demons of this world, but what about the ones that aren't? Ew. Netflix director of international originals Simran Sethi said, Ghoul is a thrilling horror series, both frightening and insightful. It's high production value. Wait, it's Blumhouse, but it's high production value? (laughs) A chilling performance from Radka Apti and quality writing are sure to scare Indian and global audiences alike. I wonder if these actors are like the Indian
1: equivalent of like um, CW actors. Probably.
2: Because that's what Blumhouse likes to do. That's what they do. We'll talk more about that later. <laughs> Thanks, Carlos. Fucking guy. So are you stoked or what? Watch some Ghoul? No. <laughs>
1: I mean, why Why would I want to watch this? I mean, unless it's either going to be dubbed or it's going to be subtitles, both of which I don't like. Um, so, I mean, unless it's in English, which I don't predict is going to be the case. It's three episodes. So, it means it's going to be probably, what, hour and a half, two hour long episodes, and I'm going to lose interest. <laughs> um, and it's Blumhouse, and I want nothing to do with Blumhouse. I keep I feel like I keep getting browbeaten by fucking Blumhouse. Like I can't escape it.
2: Yeah, they're I mean they're pretty much everywhere. Just they're like a fucking cancer in Hollywood. <laughs> All right, fuck it. I, I said it.
1: <laughs> Do you want to watch it? Are you stoked? No. Okay. So Blumhouse. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, Marvel has announced a Halloween series. Um, I think it's going to be several dish- different issues featuring different um, Avengers characters. Well, mostly Avengers, I think. I think they're initially all Avengers. Um, but various different stories focus on different characters. Um, Iron Man and Captain America. C- Captain, Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. I wonder what Captain America would think of Donald Trump.
2: I mean, we know he likes to punch Nazis. That's true. But, you know, is it like
1: beating up a mentally handicapped person? (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, Captain America kicked the shit out of Hitler. Um, But would it really be the same? Because Hitler was a madman. He wasn't like... Stupid. But, I mean, Trump is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Uh, Captain America and Iron Man are on a journey for one of Howard Stark's abandoned weapons. But what they find is different than any kind of horror that they have encountered. What does that mean? Is this like the overarching story? I think so, yeah. Okay, so I guess that's going to... The clap. <laughs> um, so I guess that's going to cover the, 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 the background of all these stories. Uh, bonus stories are featuring your favorite Marvel heroes, including Daredevil, Punisher, and the X-Men. It's interesting that Marvel is bringing back the X-Men. It kind of makes you think that like, they're trying to gear things back up for when Fox eventually goes to Disney.
2: Oh. I didn't think about that. Yeah.
1: You know, it's funny. I mean, I will not get on too much of a comic book tangent, but when Marvel tried to buy back the rights to the X-Men and Fantastic Four, and Fox basically told them to go fuck themselves, uh, Marvel Comics phased out the X-Men, like, basically all but killed off the X-Men and made the Fantastic Four just disappear. Like, but over the last like couple months, both have been making like kind of this comeback. I mean, you know, Marvel killed off Wolverine, but they replaced him with his daughter and his son. So there's still like a Wolverine, and like they're kind of bringing the X Men back. And I just I saw when I was at the shop the other day. I saw a brand new Fantastic Four issue, and I don't remember the last time I saw one. So I think this whole Fox Disney thing is kind of healing old wounds. Could be. I hope so. I really want to see fucking Deadpool and the Avengers. I think that would be fucking hilarious, just like it is in the comics. Anyway, um, and so... Then
2: Deadpool and Hugh Jackman could finally go after each other.
1: Right. Yeah, because that's... Um, Hugh Jackman said... I mean, he may have just been talking bullshit. Who knows? But he said the only way that he'd come back to Wolverine is if he got to be in a film with the Avengers. Mm. So... Yeah, that happens. We might see Wolverine again, oh, and you know, with all the different timelines, it could happen. Oh, so many things could happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, bonus stories with Daredevil, Punisher, and the X Men. Um, let's see, Jake Thomas is an editor. Editor, thank you. Um, uh, he says it's going to be a horror anthology with five frightful tales full of chills and thrills. Now, Marvel's no stranger to horror stories because they did um, the Marvel zombie mm-hmm. universe. And it it's still kind of pokes its head up every now and again. I um, uh, said, so The stories will showcase your favorite Marvel heroes through a funhouse mirror of, ma- of the macabre, twisting their stories in a terrifying tale sure to send shivers up your spine. The only thing scarier than reading this issue would be missing it.
2: If that isn't a sales pitch, I don't know what is. Like I was gonna did he like? Did he come up with this off the cuff? Because that's that's good. <laughs> what did he? Did he sell cars in another li- uh, another lifetime? Or is that just from a press release? That might be
1: from a press release. Who knows? Um, I mean, since we're getting this third hand, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's going to feature stories from Jerry Duggan, uh, Jerry, who, who is uh, writing Despicable Deadpool, which is pretty good.
2: Um, Infinity Countdown, which That's I think the know. uh, the Deadpool Despicable Mini crossover, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> there's like, there's got to be like three or four different Deadpool series going on right now. It's so hard to keep up. <laughs> um, but I think I'm pretty sure Despicable Deadpool is the one I'm reading right now. Um, uh, Robbie Thompson, uh, is also going to be working on it. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, been on Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer's Supreme, uh, as well as Spider Man and Deadpool. But that's a, a team up series. Um, as well as Marvel Comic debuts of Jen and Sylvia Saska and Jay Baruchel. And I think, from what I saw about this, I think they're working on it together. Like all three of them. Oh, really? I mean, they're all Canadian. so. Yeah, that makes sense. It would make sense. <laughs> you know, you know those Canadians, they all know each other. They all stick together. <laughs> I mean, think about it. All the Canadians we know,
2: know, know each other. <laughs> all the
1: ones we met, they all know each other.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. And they all hate Lisa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so that's cool. I wonder what the Saskas and Barshall are working on. Because I know that the Saskas would love to work on something Deadpool related.
2: They would love to write gay fan fiction of Deadpool and spider Yeah, they would. Or really anyone, it seems. Um, yeah,
1: I I know you probably couldn't care one way or the other about this, but this is pretty cool, I think. Um, I'm definitely interested. I have to remember to throw this on my pull list in October, presumably. Yep neat. So keep an eye out, guys, and maybe if we hear more, we'll update you. I don't know. Maybe.
2: So speaking of comics, a familiar name is going to be making a series of graphic novels. That name is one Richard Lewis Stein. I have no idea if that's what it stands for. R.L. Stein. (laughs) Uh, He's going to be producing a brand new series of four middle grade supernatural horror graphic novels for Boom Studios. Middle grade? Yeah. Does that mean it's like moderate quality? Like he's not pulling his full heart into it? No, I think it means (laughs) it's like middle school. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm only going to give you guys about 60%.
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, here, I'll write you a storyline and you kind of fill in the rest. <laughs>
2: uh, Stein says, I feel lucky to be going just beyond goosebumps to a whole new medium of fright and chilling laughs. I'm hoping that boom is the sound of an explosion of fun in a whole new world for me. Oh, God. What did his publicist write that? That's terrible. <laughs> That's
0: so bad
2: uh bryce carlson vp of editorial and creative strategy at boom sorry boom it's all caps with an exclamation point i think you got to say it that way (laughs) not so close to the mic though i backed away he said i couldn't be more excited to see stein carry a whole new generation with a series of original horror graphic novels at boom studios Mm -hmm. His work changed my life as a reader, and I can't wait for today's young readers to share that experience as R.L. Stein takes the graphic novel format and sends everyone just beyond the limits of their imaginations. It's interesting to me that we're at a time, we're
1: at a point in our lives that people our age who also grew up with Goosebumps are in positions of power to, to start doing things like this. It's like, yeah, Goosebumps, that was like a big part of my childhood and it's like you know when we were younger it'd be more like yeah the hardy boys or nancy drew or <laughs> encyclopedia brown those were those were like big parts of my childhood not goosebumps yeah so it's it's interesting that's it's it's made its way into adulthood and like that's what people our age want to start bringing back into the fold
2: quite Yes, <laughs> most good. Uh, the, the first graphic novel from R.L. Stein uh, will be coming out from Kaboom, which is Boom's middle grade imprint.
0: Kaboom.
2: They're the uh, the middle grade imprint, the ones that they they don't really try hard on. Right? <laughs> so you know what? You're just, we're gonna demote you to Kaboom. It's kind of like uh, like malt beer. <laughs>
1: It's like what's left over after they siphon off all the good shit.
2: <laughs> uh, that's It's going to be available everywhere books are sold fall 2019. So you got a little bit of time to wait. Yeah, we could all be dead by then. Who knows? Probably will be. All right, guys.
1: So that's horror business. We made it. Yay. Let's show Bob watching now. Uh, I don't know. We missed it. He was doing the drive-in totals. Something from uh, Vestron.
2: Yeah. yeah. New world. New oh. world.
1: That's what. That's that's what he meant.
2: It looks like the Vestron logo. Also looks like the AT and T logo. <laughs> it does look like the AT and T logo. <laughs> new 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 world pictures. Oh right. wait, is this Puppet
0: Master? Is it Puppet Master? I don't know.
2: Nope. Clive
1: Barker's <gasps> Hellraiser. Hellraiser. All right. Well, maybe i got to finish up the show so we can watch this. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Horror Business is done. (laughs) We're not talking about Horror Business anymore. So, um, like we said, you guys picked the movies this episode. Well, not you guys, unless you're a Patreon patron. If you're not, then fuck you. (laughs) So, why don't we go ahead and get started with that? All right, so, I mean, in all honesty, Joe Bob's playing Hellraids right now. I'd kind of rather be watching that than either of these movies. Um, anyway, so these are two Patreon picks brought to us by Carlos Rodella and Aaron? Lance. Lance Dale. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks, guys. Actually,
2: I mean, well, you know, we'll get into it. Um, Taylor, which one do you want to start with? Uh, Let's start with All the Devils Are Here.
0: They all said I was crazy, but I believe my eyes and ears. I hear them whispering every night. You gotta look hard, but they're there. Waiting in the darkness.
1: Okay, so uh, all the devils are here. Um, this is the first time I've seen it. First time I'd even heard of it. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. This was uh, Lance's pick, by the way. Right. Um, so I don't have like a previous memory to go on. Um, I don't have a Wikipedia article to help support me. So this is going to be completely on memory from my first and only viewing. <laughs> so here we go. So this is a see. IMDb says this is a 2014 movie, but I think what I saw, this is actually 2017, when it was released. So I see it was probably doing festivals, and finally got distri- distribution in 2017. Uh, it's directed by, uh, sorry, directed and written by Ryan Lightbourne. Um, so, this movie is about...
2: Where to start? So it, it it's the title first of all uh, originally this was called Sleepwalkers. Okay. Uh, all the devils are here is actually a line from Shakespeare. Is it? From The Tempest. It was uh hell is empty and all the devils are here. Mm. Okay. I haven't read The Tempest. Nor have I
1: you know all the mom all my Shakespeare that I've read, read written. No.
2: <laughs> you know I I read I wrote Shakespeare. No big deal. Spoiler alert. Uh, Tony ghost wrote all of Shakespeare. <laughs> um, okay, so I've only I've only seen the Hamlet play when he's like, oh Hamlet 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 Hamlet, <laughs> and then the
1: vampires come. Yeah,
2: I just saw a fucking vampire. Shit!
1: <laughs> anyway, okay, so this uh story centers around uh, a gang of assholes, um college kids. Uh, well, yeah. Um uh let's see Kate, Evan, Kyle, Owen, Amy.
2: And that's it. Just yeah, Is that five.
1: Yep. Then yep, that's it. Um college kids uh that they're they're on some kind of road trip out to owen's family cabin now he's british and he said that he spent his childhood there so i mean interpret that how you will i guess doesn't make sense to me but who am i
2: anyway so you're not a rich brit that's what you're not yeah
1: so I actually, I guess this I should jump back a little bit. This the movie actually starts with a police transport van um, that hits something, right? Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm probably going to need your help with this. Uh, it hits something in the road, and then the, the cop pulls it over. It's a person. Was it okay? So okay, they hit a person in the road, and they pull over, and um, you know they're exchanging blame. It's like, oh, I didn't see it, blah, blah, blah. And so they go and investigate, and there's something out in the woods, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some sound coming from out in the woods. And this is in Florida, by the way. Um, just, just out in the backwoods in Florida somewhere. Uh, so they get armed and go
2: into the woods to find out where the noise is coming from. Well, the 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 white cop he goes off into the woods and then the black cop he's looking at the guy that he hit mm-hmm. and he's saying you know the the, the truck couldn't have done this cuz he's got some kind of weird it's right something on his chest and uh and then yeah he hears his partner screaming mm-hmm. and so he goes to investigate and then you it the camera just clip uh cuts to like the moon and you just hear them screaming well yeah i guess right before that he hears the guy that he
1: hit Whispering something right So he puts his Puts his ear right next to his face Next to his mouth So he can hear what he's saying And he just like Wipes this gunk off of his face And wipes it on the cop Like just his face spoojums All over Yeah it's it. icky It's just there's lots of Sticky Lots of icky Sticky icky Yeah um,
2: And uh oh What happened Well, We lost Joe, Bob.
1: Damn it. Uh, So, I
2: don't think anything comes of that because, yeah, here's his partner scream. Well, he, I guess he's in his dying breaths, he opens the back of the truck. That's the whole point of this scene. For what reason? I don't know if he's just trying to, like, pull himself up and he pulls the handle or what, but didn't he, like, unlock it? I think he did. (laughs) It's just such an odd thing to do with your last breath. It's like, oh, I've got to... Save these criminals. You know what? I'm dying. Fuck it. Run. Be free.
1: (laughs) He's releasing an animal. Yeah. I can't take
2: care of you anymore. Go. Don't you say we don't want you? (laughs) (laughs) Like the end of Harry and the Hendersons? (laughs) Get out of here, you big dumb animal. Sorry, hitting it with a newspaper.
1: But there are two prisoners sitting inside um, and they get out somehow they're both wearing handcuffs, so I don't know and they like they they get out because they open the door and then but, they just but I swear they were like chained to something oh I don't know they, I think they were cuffed to each other oh maybe that's because they each
2: was... only had one cuff on okay that's dumb I don't think that's
1: I don't think that's standard operating procedure no I'm
2: pretty sure they're usually chained to the floor yeah
1: so they can't get out right <laughs> um so they they hop out of the van and pick up the cop's shotgun, and you think they're gonna go on like some badass manhunt. They don't. Um, but that's when we jump ahead to these five kids, just um, on this early '90s teen movie slow ride through the Florida Everglades. Was it, was the music in this actually Depeche Mode, or did it just sound like it? Dude, I thought it sounded. Um, the music reminded me of the shit that's in Surf Ninjas. <laughs> like every every song that played or either that or um um shit ah, i was like another 80s movie or surfage is 90s but
2: um sh- ah, shit but i swear that well like one of those songs was like that just can't get enough <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was funny
1: that oh christ the two bros, like it's uh Owen and Kyle, they're uh they're just out rolling around in Owen's dope uh, the to- top down yellow Jeep, um, and uh they're in the background they're just playing this song about like um <laughs> I don't know the words but like talking about how like uh you know I, c- I couldn't go on without you and it's, like it was like definitely like a love song yeah. And it's like that is like briefly implied, but I think it's just like is a joke. Wait, what's what's the other guy's name? Andy, Kyle, it's no. Kyle
2: and Owen. Oh, the other um, the other guy, the the nerd. Yeah, uh, Evan. Evan. Um, yeah, he's talking to Kate, who is Owen's not real not really girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah, just fuck, buddy. Fuck well, yeah, basically. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, but he's like, you know, are are you guys? A couple? And she's like, well, he's never taken me on a real date. Why do you ask? He's like, because him and Kyle are getting real friendly in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, uh, you know, they're both like standing up
1: in the back of the Jeep because that's. That's what you do. That's something you do. I'm king of the world. Yeah. Like, again, like fucking 90s teen movies. I, again, surf ninjas. <laughs> when they were. um uh. Moto surfing. Did do you know surf ninjas all that well? Not all that well. Okay. No. Yeah, motosurfing, surfing, where they would stand up in the back of the Jeep and they put the paddle like they would actually take like boat paddles and start like like uh paddling on the side of the car. And like people would get pulled up, like that was like a thing in their town. And like kids would get pulled over for it. Like they drove uh they were doing it and they're like, Oh cop, 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 sit down. And uh they drove past and they f- f- see this other car that was pulled over. There's like I swear officer I wasn't moto surfing and the cop pulls out an and he says yeah just once I'd like to be wrong it's like why is that a crime I mean <laughs> yeah I guess they're hanging stuff outside of the car but it's like really is that a, is that a, a, a an epidemic in this town apparently <laughs> anyway so um uh lost train of thought Okay, so, uh, so they're going to Owen's family cabin, and they get there, and it's a little like kind of the opening of um, the Friday the 13th remake. It's just a bunch of college kids, like, just, like, partying at this cabin. This cabin reminded me so much of the cabin from that movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, elsewhere at this local clinic in town, there's two sheriff deputies. um who are just getting a report of this naked well they did they pick him up and bring him there was that what happened yeah um this naked old guy um, who was just running around like a madman um so they brought him into the clinic and have uh this nurse check him out um Cheryl Cheryl uh while he's while she's checking him out he's telling the story of like finding this creature that just took a big bite out of his arm and he hasn't been feeling well ever since and she's like okay well go get yourself cleaned up and we'll check you out and so he goes into the bathroom and that's when shit just starts falling off on the man like he uh he starts losing teeth while well, he keeps he starts pulling teeth out. <laughs> oh my god stop pulling out your teeth <laughs> you clear my baby teeth <laughs>
2: Uh, so he's, he's not gonna be able to eat this hot dog. Keep pulling your teeth out. <laughs> I'll suck it down. <laughs> <laughs> so he's pulling out his teeth, and he's like
1: starting to pull out his hair with like skin attached to it. And yeah, just, just gross. Just more slimy head goo. Grossness. Just so much slime. Just yeah, unnecessary amount just of slime. Head goo. I mean, slime's cheap, I guess. Um, why is this happening? <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Well, I just want to watch Hellraiser while I pretend to talk about another movie. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> uh, so he goes he goes crazy and attacks Cheryl. Uh, and then we go back to the kids and I don't know. They're just fucking around. They're being kids. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's there's no, There's nothing of really any consequence of what they're doing. They're just kind of hanging out. Uh, Owen starts throwing... Uh, Evan shit, because Evan is uh, Kate's friend from
2: school. Yeah, like longtime friend.
1: And nobody else knows him, but brought him along. And, you know, Evan doesn't f- quite feel right about being there. and
2: you know. Owen does not like him.
1: Yeah. And Owen, who is just this, this really pr- prickish asshole. Rich kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He uh, starts out just, like, throwing him, like, little underhanded pieces of shit um, and then just comes up to him while they're just kind of hanging out and says, so, Evan, I don't really know you all that well. Smoke
2: this dude."
1: Yeah. (laughs) And Evan's like, nah, Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> and he's
2: like, you will smoke this shit, motherfucker. Oh, we have a problem. <laughs> Let's like he smokes it and then he starts coughing really hard. And I was just waiting for Owen to be like, I didn't know you would like to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> so he, um,
1: yeah, he says, um, you know, just like you know, uh, who are you? Tell me your what's story. What's your deal? Yeah. Man, what's your deal? How's your mom? Um, and. Uh, yeah trying to fuck Kate yeah yeah then he just drops that bomb he's like do you want to fuck her and uh, you know that obviously catches Evan by surprise because he probably does want to fuck her oh he definitely does he, obviously I mean he does by the end like he, he really wants to yeah it's, it's very
2: apparent um, one, one of the last lines in the movie just skipping ahead is Owen going I fucking hate Evan <laughs> and his fucking glasses <laughs> To his face <laughs> <laughs> It's like he just
1: tosses him shit for no, no reason. reason. Like he's like, you know, one time or at one point they're going to go uh rescue whoever in a cave and uh he's like well go ahead, Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> um, then they go to this uh convenience store and you know They've got like this is a weird this is the weirdest store, like it looks like uh like like a bait shop or something like it's e- tiny e- like yeah it's tiny like a bait shop would
2: be but it looks like the back room in an office building yeah I don't even know what they sold there yeah there it's, didn't seem to be anything out on the shelves they like they sh- sold like one pink Florida
1: ta- uh, tank yep. top and then Trey one of the the convicts
2: played by Doodoo Brown Doodoo Brown. <laughs>
1: I, that's got to be a nickname. Why he would pick that, I don't know. Who, by the way, is awesome. He was the best actor. He in this was. Whole thing. Uh, except he doesn't know how to. He apparently doesn't know how to use a gun. Like he may have never sh- handled a gun or at least a long gun before, because the way he holds a shotgun would get him killed. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. So they show up at this convenience store. They're buying the probably the the one.
2: 12-pack of Bud Light that was on the shelf. Was it Bud Light? I thought it was something worse, like Natty Ice or something. I think it was Bud Light. It's kind of irrelevant
1: because it was like, there's like one of everything in the store. Well, not one of everything. One of like certain things that they need for the scene. Yeah. (laughs) And and nothing else. One of everything except for the pink
2: Florida tank tops.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, they've got this case of beer, but where did it come from? Yeah. There's no coolers in this place. Maybe they're outside. (laughs) It's just out in the hot sun um <laughs> fucking shittiest <as> flat beer <laughs> um and that's uh so they f- figure out that the this the clerk has been taken hostage and being held up by uh by Trey and who is the other guy uh um uh oh, hell Jenkins Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> is that your last name? Anyway, doesn't matter. Two guys are holding him up and uh that's when Cheryl, who's now been possessed or um infected, infected. um is uh she's like beating at the, the glass beating at the window, trying to get in. She's She's like rabid, like she's, her eyes are glazed over. She's, I think she's like, is she all veiny? Or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, she was. And her teeth are all fucked up. That's something about like, like mostly like zombie movies where somebody turns into a zombie, their teeth are like instantly fucked up. I don't know how they rationalize that, but <laughs> to each their own, I like guess. Like rotten? Yeah. Like yeah. rotten, and, you know, just black and brown. It's like, they had nice teeth a second ago. Not much the not that much has happened. I know. Um so they uh somehow the 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 store clerk um Kenny gets the upper hand, takes the guns away from um from Trey and now they're gonna take them to the sheriff's office. Um and it's kind of really hammered home like how isolated and in the middle of nowhere that they are. Like there are no, there, I mean, the, the sheriff's office is far away. There are no doctors or hospitals anywhere near the place. Um, and uh, I'm trying to make this interesting, but there's just like so much inconsequential shit that happens.
2: Um, I mean, as, as they're getting ready to go, uh, Cheryl attacks um, Kyle. Bites off two of his fingers. Right. So he's got finger guns now. <laughs> and yeah, Kenny's just telling him, he's like, you know, there's there's no fucking hospital. There's no doctors walking around. So he takes him to this guy, Walker, who is like the local witch doctor or something. I mean, he's, he's like an Indian, I think. Yeah, they like don't really ever explain what, what his deal is. Yeah,
1: yeah and like they hint that he's got like some hidden story or something. They never go into. No. His character is not elaborated on whatsoever.
2: Um, But he, like, cauterizes his fingers with a hot iron. Right. And then just wraps it up and says, get the fuck out of my house. (laughs)
1: He's like, you better get shelter by nightfall. And they're like, why? (laughs) Like, you know why. Oh. Okay. (laughs) But so, I mean, yeah, They, they... Shoot Cheryl and Jenkins, if that's who it is, he runs off into the woods and we don't see him again. Um, he uh, so they all go, yeah, they go to Walker's house and he f- patches Kenny up and sends them on their way while they're walking in the hot Florida sun, <laughs> um, to Owen's cabin. Um, Kenny just, or sorry, Kenny, who's Kenny? Oh, Kenny's the other guy. Kenny's the clerk. Yeah. Um, Kyle, he just passes out. And Kenny's like, who's apparently a doctor now, said, Oh, the infection spread. We got to cut off his
2: arm. He's like a doctor and a, a like ex military and all right? this stuff. But they don't actually tell us any of that. Yeah. He says, Oh, I grew up around here my entire life. It's like, but I have all these skills apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from working at the pink t- tank top store. Yeah. Like, I have these skills when it's necessary. Um then he pulls out his fucking pocket knife and starts trying to cut his arm off. Right. And he's like, oh, it won't go through the bone. I'm like, no shit, idiot. <laughs> it's just like zero serration on this knife.
1: And it's just it's not even it's not like a like a like a bowie knife or something that would be like wicked sharp. It's just this fucking shitty pocket knife. Yep. And yeah, he's like he, he says, it's too dull, it won't go through the bone. So he grabs a rock and starts beating uh uh, Kyle's elbow until it shatters. Yeah, and so then he, his arm just falls off. Right? <laughs> Kenny's just said like, he says, uh, it's the infection spread. We got to cut it off. And Owen's like, what? No. <laughs>
2: He's, He's like, too late. I'm already cutting. It's got to come off. And Kyle's like, wait, what? What is he saying? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> and right as his arm falls off, that's when Amy and Evan and Kate come out of the woods. Right. And witness this. Yeah. <laughs> Like, who is this crazy person smashing my boyfriend's arm with a rock? What the fuck is happening? (laughs)
1: Um, So they all go back to the cabin. Um, Kyle's just fucked up, and everybody's just like, oh, what happened? (laughs) And we find out that, like, there's this ancient entity in this area um, of. They're, they're like Indian or like Native American like spirits, right? Or that's how it's played off. Yeah, something. Like they're something birthed like from the ground and they're they basically explain they're kind of like vampires. Um, that they feed on the flesh of humans and they spread like a disease um, and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. That's kind of... Where are the movie heads? I mean, they're basically trying to make well, it they, through they, the night.
2: and they can, Yeah, they can only come out at night because apparently they don't like light. Right. Although the people that they've infected clearly do. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> they're going to be all right.
1: Um, Yeah, it's like they're, they're sitting in Owen's cabin and Kenny says, well, they don't like light. As long as the lights stay on, we're fine. And then the fucking power
2: goes out. <laughs> Yeah, Owen's like, oh, shit, I was supposed to go to town and get gas for the generator. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) And then fucking Kyle had to go and get his fingers bitten off. Fucking Kyle. God damn Kyle. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, And yeah, that's without starting to give away the ending. That's kind of the movie. Yeah. What'd you think?
2: I liked it a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was surprised. I, I...
1: I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was really corny. I mean, the acting's is is, corny at times. Yeah, the acting's not great, which I you know you kind of expect, I guess. Um, the story's a little soft in parts,
2: but I mean, I've seen worse. That's for damn sure. I mean the the gore effects are great. They're mm-hmm. real good for. I mean, I assume is a very small budget movie. Uh, Evan is not a strong actor. He's really not. Especially when it's like the heightened moments. Yeah. He's still very like kind of deadpan.
1: Yeah. At one point he's like, I think we need to get the fuck out of here. And everyone else is like, no. He's like, oh, well, can't argue okay. with that. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. He literally says, can't argue with that. Yeah. Like,
1: why not? <laughs> it's like. Well, why- I'm outnumbered. Yeah. The why the fuck even bring it up? <laughs> Stick to your guns, pussy.
2: <laughs> but I thought Dudu Brown was great. He was definitely probably the best part of the movie. Like, I had to wonder, like, how much of this character is him? Because it just felt so natural. Right. Um, yeah, he definitely seemed like like
1: the only one that wasn't playing a character. Yeah. Like, everyone kind of put on this face, but he seemed like he was just... He, he's just being doo-doo. He, he's just being doo-doo. <laughs> um, That's
2: just doo-doo being doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. So, what do yeah. you think of the the look of the creatures? Um, it was interesting. Um, I like. It's funny to me that this used to be called Sleepwalkers because they look a lot like the creatures from Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. Yeah, they definitely do. They also um, look like the kid in Jumanji when he's half monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these things are so poorly lit, so it's really hard to get a good look at them. Yeah. Um. Also, it- they have no no butt.
1: Yeah, they have no. They have butt. no butt
2: cracks and no genitals,
1: except for. Is that a spoiler? Who? The queen?
2: Oh, right. That happens. (laughs) That's a thing that we had to
1: endure. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to see Monster Pussy,
2: then (laughs) this is your movie. Monster Pussy. (laughs) Giving birth to a full-grown adult. (laughs) Right. Was
1: it a full grown adult though, or was it a was it a, a midget in a suit?
2: No, it was it was a it was like a, a grown person. Was it okay? Because the the limbs looked a little stubby. It was too big to come out of a vagina. It was too
1: big. <laughs> and then at one point, one of them like tries to retrieve something cause, from its vagina, so it just shoves its whole fucking arm up there and pulls out this fucking kielbasa looking thing. Or like a big-ass pepperoni stick or something. Um, yeah. There, I mean... Like I said, I've seen worse movies. Um, I've definitely seen a lot of better ones. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the monsters look pretty good. Um, I kind of thought of them as just, like... Based on, you know, the infection that would spread and, like, the things that became... Of the people that were bitten, I kind of took them as, like, zombies. Sure, yeah. But the look themselves and the way that they're explained, they look more like just, like, these feral vampire creatures. Because mm-hmm. uh, they do have faces kind of like, you know, like a lot of ridges and, like, what look like probably big nostrils like a bat. Yeah. Um, and they did have fangs. So, um, Yeah. It's not what I expected. I just judging on the title alone and by the very vague description on Amazon, um, I was expecting more of like a supernatural. not well, not supernatural. Um, like a like a ghost or a demon type mm. thing, on account of the the devil's thing. Yeah,
2: but um, yeah, I really knew nothing about it. I didn't read anything going into it. So yeah, I mean, I like to kind of think I know. A fair amount about indie
1: movies coming out even if i've never seen them but this one slipped by yeah, my this radar one went, went under the radar so i mean good catch lance um
2: i mean do you have anything else to add is there anything else to chat about um they definitely left it wide open for a sequel
1: yeah they really did um it was not not the ending i was expecting either so that was good no i, I, I liked that that they didn't just spoon-feed you the ending. Yeah. So that was a plus.
2: Um, also, s- it kind of reminded me of Muck, but not, like, terrible. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I definitely get that. I, I I didn't think of it at the time, but now you say that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, so, I mean, technically, it, it was shot well. Um, I feel like they were trying to force feed the whole
2: 80s throwback thing yeah there was a lot of like crazy dutch angles and like super zoom pans mm-hmm. and all kinds of weird uh like you know trying to be sam raimi or there's a lot of like long tracking shots too yeah and,
1: um and i mean
2: the music yeah like i said i thought i thought it was depeche mode yeah <laughs> um
1: i still can't think of the movie that i was looking for um just can enough <laughs> Like, I can't think of it. I guess it's not important. Idiot. Fuck. Fuck.
0: Fuck. <laughs> Stupid. Uh,
1: but yeah, I mean, the, the the movie itself looked really nice. The acting, not like Oscar caliber, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was cohesive. It didn't seem like there were a lot of a lot of plot holes. At least not noticeable. It ones.
2: moved really well too. The pacing it, was really good, and it yeah. didn't. Lull in the middle or anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it didn't. The story didn't make a lot of sense, but even though it didn't make sense, it all fit together.
2: Yeah. Um, so, and they kept they, there was a couple like references to other horror movies. The only one I can think of is somebody gets bit and Owen like takes a hatchet and he's about to whack him and Doodoo shoots him instead. He's like, shit, man, this ain't the shining. It's <laughs> like there are more humane ways to take people out of this world.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. Anything else to add? No, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. So um I guess all things considered, um I can give
2: it a six. All right. I'm, I'm going solid seven. Yeah. Yep. Solid seven. You like a lot of solid sevens? You like solid seven in your butt. <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Did I go too far?
1: <laughs> okay. Let's press on. Do we have to?
2: Yep. Hey, you, you signed yourself up for this one. Alright, our second movie, chosen by Carlos Rodella, is Happy Death Day. <laughs> oh, hey,
0: you're up. Am I in a dorm room?
1: Yeah. I folded your pants for you.
0: Great. Dude, did you that? It's not global warming. You sneaky little biatch. Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to we'll
2: party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday.
0: You scared me. Hey. Yeah. Look, I know this isn't gonna make any sense. Stop global warming? I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little Biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's gonna kill me tonight. So you can hear now. But is everything okay? Shut up! Shut up! assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers? Car alarm? The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. Pretty much the entire school knows. These are signs of major trauma. You should be dead. You relive the same day over and over again. Kind of start to see who you really are.
2: All right. Happy Death Day from Blomhouse Productions and Universal. Uh, written by Scott Lobdell, directed by Christopher Landon, not Chris Sarandon, which would be better. <laughs> is he known as a director? Uh, no, but but Chris Sarandon. But, he's, but he's, he's fucking Chris Sarandon, man. Jerry Dandridge. Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> uh, so this is the story of Teresa Gelbman... Known colloquially. Ter- as, How are we supposed to know her name is Teresa? They say it once that Do I they? can think of. Okay. Yeah. Everyone calls her Tree. Right. And it's like through the whole movie, I'm like, what, what fucking kind of name is
1: Tree? <laughs> Who names their kid Tree? Her, She did, clearly did not come from a
2: hippie upbringing. Yeah. No, her parents are well off. Uh, but she wakes up in a dorm with this guy named Carter. Carter. Mr. Carter. <laughs> uh stupid <laughs> she's super hungover and embarrassed cuz he's kind of a kind of nerdy <clears throat> he's just like you know but he's got a they live poster up so he's got a, he's yeah, good in my he's book got a badass they live poster and a uh shit he had another cool poster too i don't remember what it was can yeah. catch it uh anyways she you know basically tells him This never happened. You you don't breathe a word of this to anybody. I'll fucking cut you. (laughs) Eat shit. Um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Um, And so she leaves. And as she's leaving, she sees a guy looking at her through his sunglasses. And then the sprinklers go off. And then there's a group of pledges. And one of them passes out. And a car alarm goes off. And all Mm -hmm. this stuff that's very clearly there to indicate what's going to happen later. Right. It's like That's super obvious god just
1: how it, like this is within like the first 10 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. and i'm sitting there i'm like god is the whole thing going to be this fucking ham-fisted? and it was <laughs> like let's let's not like hold anything back here
2: this movie sucked yeah it's not good it's bad bad stuff um so she goes to her sorority house because of course all her sorority sisters are huge bitches because, of course. Right. Uh, her roommate, who is the only nice one, tries to give her a birthday cupcake because she's the only one that remembers it's her birthday. Uh, but she's like. Tree's uh, a huge bitch, by the way. Yeah. She's, she's, she's just like, oh, too many carbs. Mm. it in in garbage. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, fuck you. You're ugly. Bye.
2: <laughs> Bye, slot.
1: Oh, <laughs> God damn it. If I meant. <clears throat> Uh, if I if I met women that called each other slut just for fun like all the time, I would like build an
2: iron box and just put them in it and just <laughs> leave them there. It's like, like you don't belong in this world. <laughs> like if I was dating a girl and the first time I met her friends, they were just like, "Oh my god, hi slut!" Oh, hey skank! I, just be, yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. Do the Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but later that night, she is uh, on her way to a party and she gets murdered by a guy in a baby face mask. Murked. Because their school is the Bayfield Babies.
1: Yeah, that'll strike the heart, or strike fear in the hearts of other teams. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> Possibly my favorite part of this whole movie is the guy selling the, the Bayfield. He's <laughs> 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 just like, show your school spirit, get the pepperoni <laughs>
0: I hate my life. <laughs>
2: he's like this big fat guy. He <laughs> looks like comic book guy in real life. <laughs> he's like the guy in
1: Superbad. Like after McLovin shatters all the beer on the he's ground, like, he's like, my life. "Sir, did you do this? No, no you should clean please. this up." <laughs> Fuck my life.
2: <laughs> God, Superbad such a better better movie than this. So many things are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she gets dead, but then she wakes up the next day. No real explanation to why. But she's back in Carter's room. Carter's still being super nice guy. She's still being a huge bitch. Yep. Basically just relives the whole day. Uh, Who didn't see that coming? uh, But uh, instead of going to... Because the first time she went through this tunnel, because there was a music box going uh off, and it was playing Happy Birthday. Just strategic stuff like why is the killer being this elaborate especially when you find out who it is like she she's walking and she sees this dark tunnel the only light is shining on this music box which is playing happy birthday and she doesn't immediately go nope <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and she just immediately thinks it's like some friends that are like, "Yeah,
1: it's a prank, pranking on, like pulling a prank on her." It's like, ah, uh, I'm gonna go
2: somewhere else. <laughs> um, but so the next night, she or the same night, I guess, uh, she decides she's not gonna go to the tunnel. She's gonna go back to the fraternity where there's this big surprise party for her. Yay!
0: <laughs>
2: and uh, she meets. This guy, and he takes her up to the Pleasure Dome, which is his bedroom, and starts playing loud music and flashing disco lights. Right. Because <laughs> he thinks that's how you get girls wet. But he gets offed. Not, um, he doesn't get off. He doesn't get off. He gets, he gets offed. offed. <laughs> uh, he gets stabbed, but somehow doesn't bleed. How about, like, oh, man, that scene.
1: Jesus, fuck. So he's dressed up the same way the killer is. He's wearing a hoodie and a baby mask. And, like, takes her, takes her up to his room, and again, he puts on the mask, uh, and he's, like, ready to fuck after he does <laughs> hey a dance. Hey, guys, I'm ready <laughs> to fuck. After he has a dance party in his room, and she, like, she turns his, her back to him to answer a text, and while she's doing that, the k- real killer comes into the room, stabs the guy to death... And stands there waiting for her. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. This is not supposed to be a comedy movie. And even if it wasn't a comedy movie, it still wouldn't be funny. <laughs> it's like the shittiest fucking writing. And, you know, Blumhouse, it's really no surprise. No. You, you go into, ex- into this expecting it to be bad. Anyway, sorry.
2: Go ahead. Her roommate's last name is Spengler. Really? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking fucking me? Her roommate's last name is Spengler, which is the name of Harold Ramis's character in Ghostbusters. Harold Raymer, Raymer, Harold Ramis, fucking wrote and directed Groundhog Day, which is what this movie is. Now I'm angry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's like it's like they also, do, day. they also do a little tip of the cap, like where uh Carter flat out says, You know what this reminds me of? That movie Groundhog Day. Yeah. And I wanted to punch him in this stupid fucking head. How easy is it for him to believe what
1: she's saying every single day? You know, you think about um like the chaos theory or uh the butterfly effect. Um And you think, day to day, depending on what, like, practically the second that she, like, depending on the second of the day that she tells him about it, could dictate what he's going to believe. And he buys it every single time she tells him. What a load of horse shit. That's because she's
2: got that fine (laughs) vagina. Right. Um, She is pretty cute, I I gotta say. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jessica Roth, mm.
1: she was in uh, La La Land, apparently. Was she? Never saw it. I did. She was one of Emma Stone's friends. looked like. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Saw pictures of him dancing. There's a lot of that. A, little that dan- a lot of dancing. Do a little dance.
2: Um, Make a little love. Uh, <sighs> some other shit happens. There's a montage of her waking up every day, and you know, it's the, the you know the montage from Groundhog Day.
1: You know, again, every time she wakes up, she does it a little differently. Sometimes she takes longer to leave the room. Sometimes she takes a little less time or significantly less time. And then she goes walking through the quad and the same things fucking happen. It's like, at one point, you know, she, like, so the first day she wakes up, she talks to Carter and um, you know, she gets, she takes her time getting dressed and, uh, you know, interacts with his roommate briefly, and then she goes outside. And then all those things you mentioned, all those little obvious things that she's supposed to see, everything. Yeah, yeah, so like everything happens in coordination. When she leaves. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't matter what time she leaves. Yeah, because there are times when she will sit there and talk to Carter
2: for five fucking minutes, and then she goes outside, and that same shit still happens. Yeah, it's like it's all revolving around her and not, you know, time. Right. And it's like, I'm sorry. This movie does not involve time travel, which can get a little messy.
1: It's literally just repeating the same thing over and over. And they can't even do that
2: right. Yeah. (laughs) And then it slaps you in the face with a big old red herring. Yeah. And then has a very predictable ending. Yeah. And introducing a
1: new character in the third act. Yeah. I, I I wanna spoil this
2: movie just so I could talk about how dumb the ending is. You know what? Fuck it. Spoiler alerts. Let's let's do it. If if, if you if you still want to see this movie for some fucking reason, then skip ahead. I don't know, five minutes. <clears throat> okay, so you find out at the end that it was her roommate that was trying to kill her. Yeah, but before that they introduce this serial killer who's going around killing all these mm-hmm. college-age women who is Staying in the hospital at the college. Well, it's a university hospital. That, that He's happens. killing college women. Keep him away from the school.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: <laughs> and,
1: you know, once it's finally revealed that it's actually her roommate that's been killing her all these times, the commitment to it is insane. Like, she has been willing to... Um, like, orchestrate these grand gestures. Like, like the time... So, she tries to kill her with a cupcake. Like, she gives her, like, a little birthday cupcake, and it's poisoned. You don't find that out till the end. Uh,
2: and it's like... Which, by the way... No fucking duh. The way she came to that conclusion, I have no idea. She just... Because she stops the serial killer from mm-hmm. killing her, but wakes up the next day, and she's back in Carter's room. Right. But then she goes and she confronts or she just goes back to the dorm and all of a sudden she, or their fraternity. And all of a sudden she's just like, I died in my sleep. You poisoned my cupcake. Yeah. It was you the whole time. And I'm like, wait, what? It's like, I think we missed a Holy step. We jumped to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he made a million dollars. Um, yeah. And so like, and now what's, what's the justification for her roommate killing her? She's fucking her teacher and that she, her roommate is upset that the teacher didn't pick her. Yeah. And because she, she's a dumb bitch, and
1: she's a bitch, yeah. And so, like, like I was saying, the the level of planning that goes into this is absurd. Sure, she poisons a cupcake and she thinks that's going to be a one and done. But when she doesn't eat it, all of those times, she makes an alternate plan on the fly. Yeah, she like says, "Oh, well, there's this serial killer who kills college girls in our hospital. I'll set him up and kill Tree." And she does it so many times, and the lengths that she goes to, like when Tree's walking through the tunnel, and she sets out that little um, music music box. box. It's like this is supposed to be a spur of the moment thing, and she's done so much planning one day. Yeah. So I mean, and also like she's she's like fucking nimble. She's like a goddamn ninja because Tree goes like she starts down this tunnel, and you see uh, what's her face? What's her name? lori lori spangler yes <laughs> lori in in her murder costume um standing behind her and then she runs off and she's like okay so she walks down the rest of the tunnel she gets to the end and lori jumps down from over the top of the tunnel in front of her and uh tries to i mean tries to kill her and you know eventually does but it's like what the fuck is going on here? She's a college kid. She's not like a trained assassin. Right. She's a nurse. And then like another point, like, so tree isn't, you find out the tree is, Um, she. I guess we left this out, not that it fucking matters, but
2: all of her injuries are actually accumulating, even though she yeah, resets. That's, that's something I wanted to bring up because okay. I was, I started getting to this point where I'm like, well, if she doesn't fucking die, then who cares? What are the stakes? Yeah. Like just die every day. Who cares? Yeah. Just do something a little different. <laughs> Yeah, like in Groundhog Day, you know, when he starts killing himself every day. He's like, yeah. who, who fucking cares? Yeah, it's like he's just, you know,
1: loading up on calories. It's like, who, who the fuck cares about heart disease anymore? Seriously. And then, you know, what, if you want to, maybe you don't want to deal with the day or you get off to a bad start, just kill yourself and start yeah. over. But, yeah, so her injuries are accumulating. And I guess those are the stakes. Um, Because she gets up and she, in Carter's room and just instantly passes out. And... um Wakes up and the doctor that she's fucking um, says, you've got all these injuries that like by all, by all means, if these were fresh, I'd say you, you should be dead.
2: No, you should. (laughs) Um,
1: And uh, I forgot where I was going with that. But I mean, on that point at the end, when she finally. Figures out what's going on. And she, her days stop resetting. She's still got all these internal inter- injuries. Yeah, like, she's true. walking around close to death. It's true. Presumably. Um, fuck, where's it going with that? Oh, so um, she's, she's in the hospital, but she escapes from the hospital because Lori came after her like fucking Michael Myers. Um, so she uh, steals the doctor's car and just goes... Flying down the road. And she's like, Oh, I finally got away. And this cop pulls her over and she's like, Yes, arrest me. So you can, Mm -hmm. you know, so she can be in protective custody. And then fucking Lori comes flying down the road and just kills this cop. Yep. So it's like these are the insane levels that Lori is willing to go through or go to because she's fucking a teacher, a married teacher that That, she wants to fuck. That's
2: her. That that's the whole thing and because tree's a dumb bitch right it's like jesus fucking christ people the whole point of this entire i mean killing spree basically even though it's only one murder <laughs> but uh the whole thing is bitches be crazy yeah it's all just a one jealous woman mm-hmm. which is just it, it, it's offensive <laughs> It really is. It's like... But there's parts of this movie where I thought it was going to be like feminist empowering. And then I guess the end and I was just like, well, there goes that. Yeah. Um, my my, girl, my girlfriend walked in at one point and she was she watched like 30 seconds. And she goes, is this made for teenagers? And I'm just <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's PG-13. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just like, I can't believe the the very... That's a nice color. The very stupid and poor writing. Like at one point, Tree, like, um, she's trying to, sorry, ugh. she's come up with a list of suspects. And so she, like, with each day, by the way, how's that list keep, how is that still there? I don't know. Maybe she'd like committed it to memory. <laughs> but so each day, she's, Checking out a different person, and she ultimately gets killed. So it's like, oh, well, it's not that person. Check her name off the list. <laughs> um, and uh, at one point, she's like gone like commando. She's like hanging out in these bushes, and she's got like night vision goggles. Yeah, that's not something you just pick up. <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought it was funny that at the end, when she finally goes to go uh, hit uh, get um, tombs. That was his name, right? Yeah. Um, she's like, like, puts her hair, hair back in a ponytail. She puts on this leather jacket. It's like, God, what a fucking stupid movie trope. It's like, not everyone has a leather jacket. <laughs> it's like, if I didn't have a leather jacket, I wouldn't have a leather jacket to put on. And you know what? If you're going to be like, like trying to go kick somebody's ass or, you know, be um, like speedy and crafty, leather jacket's not what you want. Nor are high heels, right. which she's also wearing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you want a good range of movement, put on a hoodie or something. Yeah. But no, Leather Jacket definitely looks more badass. It looks, sounds like a fucking Always Sunny episode.
2: <laughs> <sighs> anyway. God, what a dumb fucking movie. I don't understand why so many horror sites were like, yeah, it's PG-13 and it's, it's cheesy, but it's, it's a fun movie. It's not. It's stupid. Oh, you mean it was a bloody disgusting? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Jessica Roth is great. She does a really good job as tree. Yeah. I mean, as good as she could. Yeah. I mean, she, you know, worked with the shitty script. It's like, wow. here, use this tool that's broken. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'll
1: do my best. <laughs> um, <laughs> Use this rake that has two tines on it. Just rake up all these leaves.
2: And you know it's 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 like a nice redemption story or whatever cuz she's just such a huge bitch at the beginning. You're just like I want to watch her get killed many times. Yeah.
1: But then uh she starts to turn over a new leaf
2: because it's like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> like it's this it's not just inspired by Groundhog Day. It's full on derivative of Groundhog Day.
1: Somebody just looking at the Wikipedia article here. Um Critics deeming the film entertaining – oh, Jesus Christ – while acknowledging the familiar premise and describing it as Groundhog Day meets Scream. Sure. That's not a good thing.
2: <laughs> and, you know, like going back to my girlfriend saying is this made for teenagers, like obviously we're not the demographic thereafter. Here. Absolutely not. And so, you know, maybe for people who are not die-hard horror fans and who just, you know, like a little – kitschy, spoopy in their, <laughs> in in their movies. Then you know, yeah, this is it's it's horror light.
0: If you can sure. even call
2: it that.
1: But I mean, if you think of like PG thirteen movies from the eighties,
2: like like horror movies, they were a million times better than this. Yeah, you had Poltergeist and Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> like you can still make a good horror movie. But you can't make a good slash movie that's PG thirteen. You can't do it. No. Because you need the
1: gore. But goddammit, it, Blumhouse and Universal studios are going to do it anyway. They're going
2: to try. God, I fucking hate Blumhouse. <laughs> uh, technically speaking, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's polished like any other modern movie would be. Yeah, and the acting is fine. Um, like I said, Jessica Roth—I thought did a great job. Um. Other than that, man, the film was originally announced in 2007 with Megan Fox attached to star, originally titled Half to Death and produced by Michael Bay. Mm. Neat. It may have been worse. <laughs> that's like a sidestep. Uh, and they're, they're making a sequel. Of course they are. That's apparently going to be Back to the Future. <sighs> so apparently that's their thing is they just rip off other movies. Neat. Yeah, I mean, I've gone on this tangent and, and rant about
1: Blumhouse before, but you know it's really easy for them to make sequels to shitty movies because they spend. Let's see, the budget for this movie was four point eight million, and it turned over one hundred twenty-two point six million at the box office. So they spent dick on this movie and made. I mean, they essentially made dick too, but the turnover, like the the um, the uh, profit was enormous so they can make a shitty fucking poorly constructed movie for nothing and make essentially nothing but get their nut and it's like okay well that made us money (laughs) let's make another one fuck it just like truth or dare
2: yeah so so the sequel quote elevates the movie from being a horror movie into a back-to-the-future type of genre film where the sequel joins us right where we left off, explains a lot of things in the first one that didn't get explained, and elevates everything. What didn't get explained? Elevates the movie from being a horror movie. So, is the sequel not a horror movie? <laughs> I, don't I don't care. I don't don't care, care. This one's more. barely a horror movie. There's an alternate
1: ending. Um, the original ending of the film. Oh, so I guess it's the original ending. Uh, Tree is taken to the hospital after her encounter with Laurie. The doctor instructs her to stay away from pain medication for at least a day due to the extent of her injuries. After he leaves, a nurse comes in and tells Tree she is giving Tree something for the pain, and Tree informs the nurse of the doctor's orders. The nurse reveals herself to be Dr. Butler's wife, Stephanie, who says it is for her pain, and then murders Tree in revenge for the affair between her and Dr. Butler.
2: And that's it? I mean, I guess. How is that the end? Wouldn't she just wake up again? Well, no, because Lori's dead. And apparently, like, the whole time... The thing was she had to survive the night. I didn't think she had to kill her killer.
1: I don't know. I don't I'm fucking... I'm not even trying to guess. This is a stupid fucking story. Jesus. I mean, it was good when Groundhog... It was Groundhog Day because it was a comedy movie and it was Bill Murray. Yeah. It was Bill fucking Murray. And Harold Ramis. <laughs> right. And Andy McDowell.
2: And Chris Elliott. Stand in the place
0: where you live.
2: <laughs> Apparently Bear McCreary did the music. Bear McCreary does all music <laughs> everywhere. So that's cool, I guess. He's a whore. A slut for money. <laughs> um, so yeah, those the, my, my positives for what they are is it looks fine. Acting is okay. Uh, Roth is good. You and see the top of her butt. You see the top of her butt, and Bear McCreary did the music. Neat. That's all I got. Storyline, it's dumb. And like I said, for the you know people who skipped ahead, I'll just tell you this: the ending's a little offensive. Yeah. Not to me because I'm a, a white man, right? But you know, could be to others. My my girlfriend was offended, so. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think my wife
1: saw any of it. It was dumb, though. It was just like... I mean, it wasn't like it was chauvinistic so much. No. In that, you know, like Carter was coming to her rescue. Yeah. I mean, true. even at one point in the resets, Carter gets killed and she purposely kills herself. So she can go back and save him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something. That's something you might see in a male-led film. Um, you know, him trying to be chivalrous. That's the word, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just... It's insulting to my intelligence is what it is.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Uh, God damn it, Carlos. <laughs> Carlos isn't allowed to pick movies anymore. <laughs> Carlos, you don't have to pay us $2 to pick movies.
1: Yeah, I had to I had to go rent this for Red Redbox. And I don't <laughs> like going to Redbox. Did you say Ed Brox? Uh I think I think I said Red Brox.
2: Oh, Red
1: <laughs> Hey.
2: <laughs> um two.
1: Yeah. 2. Yeah. I, I mean I, I want to give it a 1 just like because I hate Blumhouse so much, but it's not fair. I got to be honest. It, it it could be worse. It could have been directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> anyway. So that's going to do it guys. That's the end of the show. That's the show. That's the show. I still got to get that recorded so I can start playing at the end. end.
2: Um, Hey, you on the elliptical. see you. You don't say a fucking word. word. (laughs) (laughs) When's Big Mouth 2 coming out? Not soon enough.
1: (laughs) Uh, Hopefully before Happy Death Day 2. But who knows? They can shit these movies out faster than we can watch them. So. Anyway, so, yeah um, We're done We'll be back in a couple weeks uh, We're back to our regularly scheduled program Do we have both movies picked for next episode? We do What are we going to watch?
2: We are going to watch uh, Ruin Me which is Ruin? A, Ruin Me Which is a uh, Shutter exclusive And we're also are going to be watching Tao Yeah About a killer smart home Right Based on a Treehouse of Horror. <laughs> I mean,
1: sort of. <laughs> uh, cool. And then, you know, we'll be back with, you know, Horror Business and our usual brand of bullshit. Yeah. We're, we're fucking idiots. Why do you people listen to us?
2: <laughs> Take it away, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that stunning introduction. <laughs> uh, make sure you check us out at graveplotpodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram as Grave Plot Podcast. Join our Facebook group, The Graveyard. Follow us on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. Of course, uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Send us an email. Show us that you did. Uh, we'll send you a free magnet. Uh, and if you feel like, you know, picking movies for an upcoming episode in the future, head over to Patreon.com slash Podcast. Donate for as little as a dollar. It's yeah. fun times. Fun people. And Carlos. <laughs> Carlos, so help me God, you're gonna pay for this. Oh, by the way, if you want to hear us bitch more about Happy Death Day, go listen to the A Lot of Things podcast.
1: Oh yeah, that'll be fun. I can't believe we have to talk about this twice, but at least we can bitch at it, bitch about it to Carlos' faces. Yes, not, not his face. His, his faces. He has multiple you faces. You two-faced motherfucker.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we can bitch about it in his face on his show
2: yes uh and we're doing that monday uh or next monday we're doing it monday the episode should be out tuesday so it should be out by the time you guys hear this god getting an episode out in one day i don't know how he can do it he doesn't edit all right
1: i guess i just take a little pride in my show i don't know why
2: (laughs) not the content per se no (laughs) but our content's garbage
1: we're garbage people, too. Uh, okay. That's enough self-deprecation. Uh, catch All right, again. Ripper. What?
2: All right, Ripper. Right.
1: Oh, yeah. Taylor and I decided that we have we're We're going to change our names to punk names now. Yeah. Tony's, uh, Tony's Ripper, and I'm Scud. So you may address us by those names now. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks. Till then, I am Skeletony. I'm Scud. <laughs> This has been the Great Plot Podcast where we're all a little dead inside.